Hello, I'm Jeff Remishlove, and today I'd like to pay a tribute to one of the great parapsychological writers of all time, my distant cousin, D. Scott Rogo. Scott has published over 20 books, written hundreds of articles in the field of parapsychology and psychical research, and tragically, he was murdered in 1990 at the age of 40. Before he died, Scott and I collaborated on one book together, which never was published uh, in the form in which we wrote it. It was called Earth's Ambassador, and it was the story of Ted Owens, who later became the subject of my book, The PK Man. And, and in fact, I borrowed heavily from the original unpublished manuscript that Scott and I had created. So, he is really the unacknowledged, uh, except in the acknowledgments, co-author of The PK Man. Now, Rogo is my mother's maiden name, although it's spelled a bit differently. So, when I first met Scott back in the 1970s, naturally, I mentioned the fact that my mother's maiden name was very close to the way he spelled his own name, just he didn't have the W at the end. And I explained that my mother's family, her father, in fact, had been born in the city of Bialystok in Poland, and he told me that his family also came from Poland. And, of course, when families came to the United States and they entered through uh, Ellis Island, but the officials there would give their foreign names uh, English spellings. So, it's very likely that uh, two related Rogos might have had their family names spelled somewhat differently if they came over at different times in English. And he told me that uh, according to his family tradition, the family was originally from Spain and had uh, emigrated to Poland in the 15th century as a result of the Spanish Inquisition. So, we treated each other as if we were distant cousins. We had every reason to think that although we never traced a, a family genealogy to pin it down exactly, we were probably related and, and we became close friends. Now, I might mention that the Rogo side of my family is full of writers. Uh, I have several cousins who have also published books. The poet, Zachary Rogo, who is also a translator, won the National Book Award uh, for his translations of uh, some of the writings of André Breton, the French surrealist. Um, my cousin Miriam Rogo has uh, written uh, several mystery books, and her mother, Bobby Rogo, Roberta Rogo, has also written some mystery books that have kind of a, <laughs> a humorous slant to them as, as well. So, it was sort of, it felt natural to find uh, another writer as a distant member of the Rogo branch of my family. Scott, as everybody called him, was became one of the really great writers in the field of parapsychology and uh, was known especially as one of the leading historians in the field. His book, Parapsychology, A Century of Inquiry, remains a classic. But what I admired him the most for 
was his willingness to probe areas of parapsychology that other researchers shied away from. He wrote books on poltergeists. He wrote books on out-of-body experiences. He wrote books on UFO contacts. He wrote books on the strange inhabitants, uh, magical creatures uh, that might exist within the earth and uh, delved into folklore. Uh, he Scott was trained, actually, as a musician, and uh, he played, as I recall, the French horn. Sometimes, I believe, he even performed as a substitute musician with the Los Angeles Philharmonic. And his very first books, written when he was like 21 years old, were about the music, the sounds that people heard as they had out-of-body experiences, the various noises or auditory sensations accompanying the out-of-body experience. He actually created two volumes of this work. Probably his most infamous book was Phone Calls from the Dead. I remember him telling me it ought to be a publicist's dream. In fact, he had a publicist who was very excited about it, but it never really went that far. It was a little bit too much for most people, uh, although subsequently... Uh, additional research has been done on that very topic. And there's no doubt that Scott and his writing partner, Raymond Bayless, who was a well-known fine artist in the Los Angeles area where Scott lived, um, produced an important book. In fact, many of his books today are still in print and are regarded as important and valuable books. It's not as if they have never been criticized. Many parapsychologists took umbrage at Scott for various reasons. He tended to get into quarrels with people. He liked a good argument. Uh, he was often accused of being too credulous, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. He had a razor-sharp mind, actually, but he did support himself by writing these popular books. That's how he earned his living, and it's not an easy living to earn. Uh, I don't know that any of his books were bestsellers, but uh, they were well-written. <laughs> I remember on one occasion, he told me the problem was he was writing so many of them and getting them published at, at once, I think on, on one occasion, three or four in one year, that he was becoming his own competition in that marketplace. And it's a narrow marketplace for books of this sort. Now, Scott was tragically murdered in 1990. They found his body lying on the floor of his house, soaked in blood. He had been stabbed numerous times, and it took quite a while for the police to uh, nab anybody in, in the murder. In fact, I believe it was through the help of psychics. I talked to uh, one psychic, Alan Vaughn, now deceased, a good old friend of mine, about whom I should uh, prepare another in-presence monologue. But Alan told me that he had uh, done a reading on the case and had suggested to the police that there was a glass uh, that had been left in a cabinet and it would have a fingerprint. And apparently that was used and a man was arrested and convicted for Scott Rogo's murder. And, and my understanding is this evidence provided by uh, psychics was helpful to the police. However, 
Later on, the man who always proclaimed his innocence was released and his murder conviction was overturned, apparently due to some technicality. I think it, it said prosecutor misconduct. So technically speaking, as of this date, nearly 30 years later, the murder is still unsolved, which is a great shame. I would like to see some finality to uh, the murder of my distant cousin. What is the lesson in Scott's life for you? After all, there are a lot of loose ends, to, so to speak. He did accomplish a lot, I'll give him that, but his life was abruptly cut short. And frankly, he's not the only friend I've ever had who ended up uh, being murdered. But be that as it may, we None of us know when our life might come to an abrupt end, and this is why my inner healing advisor, the ancient Roman philosopher Seneca, once wrote, live each day as if it was your last. So let me leave you with this thought. If you were to live today and every day as if it were your last, without making any kind of uh, dramatic and extreme changes, or maybe you would, but what changes would you make? Thank you for being with me.